It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. The other position, I think, and I think to me, Edge will always be, and we're going to, but Edge will always be paramount for this team because that's how they build their team. And I think they're going to go Edge early because I, I believe they need another edge because if Nick Bosa gets hurt, I think there could be some issues. We don't know what Jake Jackson is. But the other position that they need, and I think that they need badly, is offensive tackle. So why do they need an offensive tackle? Right now, it looks like Colton McKivitz is he's getting he's a he's on a two-year $4.5 million contract. That's backup swing tackle money. But I do think they're also confident that, that if he has to play a year, they're okay with him there. They also have J- Jalen Moore. Here's the other thing that maybe isn't getting talked about enough. Trent Williams is going to be 35 years old in 2023. Now, this year he makes 27 million. Next year he makes tw- he makes 28 million. He's already kind of been floating around retirement. I don't think he's going to be around more than another year or two. The Niners have to. He has a dead cap of 8.5 million in 2025, which will be 37 years old. So it's either that or they pay him $30 million that year. So the Niners really have to prepare for life after Trent Williams. They really do. So maybe what you're going to look at, look at this year with some of these guys that they bring in is can they find someone who could eventually fit in long-term with them? That's the big thing. So not only are you drafting for Mike McGlinchey's replacement this year, or maybe just somebody to play to, to compete with um, McKivitz, you might be drafting someone that maybe can they move to the left side at some point for Trent Williams. But tackle is something that they definitely have to start thinking about. And I think that this team has thought about it. I think it's, and I think it, you have to remember when Joe Staley left, they made the move for, for Trent Williams. As much as I think that, the defensive line is a priority here. I think left tackle is too. It's not like they're just going to be like, oh, hey, we'll see what sticks at left tackle. I think maybe they kind of do that with the rest of the offensive line sometimes, but I, I don't think that they're, they're going to do that at left tackle. So a few of the names that I, I sticking out to me at left tackle. First is this Blake Freeland guy. So he's somebody who just had a phenomenal combine. He set a combine record for O-lineman with a 37-inch vertical um, ran his own scheme at BYU. He had an 87.9 grade in the, for the run blocking for, P- for PFF. I have no idea where Blake Freeland goes. I've seen him in the second round because after what happened in the combine, people are saying, oh, he's going to shoot up. I've seen him in the fifth round. People don't know. And one of the issues with him is his pass blocking. So there's, there's upside there, but he's definitely um, a work in progress. And he his, his weakness is his pass blocking. So if the Niners have learned anything, we hope that they've learned anything. It's that pass blocking is important. So as good as he is in the run game, is he going to, is he good enough pass blocker for them to want to bring in and develop? I don't know, but he's athletic. And that's the key word for all these other offensive linemen that I'm, that I've, I've seen or, or that I'm looking at here. They're all athletic and Kyle Shanahan likes athletic offensive linemen who can move. So Three other names that have kind of stuck out to me. Nick Sale DeVerry from Old Dominion is the first name. Another athletic dude. Um, he's a three-year starter. They say he's got 
according to Dane Brugler, uh, his mental approach and his body control will help him keep his head above water early. Um, he looks like somebody, again, just he's stout, square foot. He's got large hands, agile. And again, the word that I keep going to for him is he is athletic. So he's somebody, if he's, he's there, I could see the Niners maybe considering him. The guy I actually like the most, and I have seen them uh, him out to the Niners, and I, I think Matt Mayoko was talking about him on his podcast today. Wanye Morris out of Oklahoma. Someone I really like. 6'5", 307, 35, 1 arm length. Uh, he's got exceptional size. He's very athletic. Um, just a one-year starter at Oklahoma. So um, he played left tackle in 2021 before becoming the starter on the right side. But again, he's someone that can really develop. And he definitely has the frame to be an NFL starter. He's got athletic traits. That is the big thing I pick with him. Again, he's, he's that athletic player that can move in. Kyle Shanahan can work with him. Chris Forrester can work with him. Good in the run game. I think someone they can develop. I think Morris is someone who, maybe not in year one, but someone who could be a starter for them for years to come. The other name, someone that I've kind of been looking at and liking is, is Jalen Duncan out of Maryland. He is 6'5", 306, 33 and 5 eighths arm. And again, the key word with him is he has desirable athletic tools. There's that word again, athletic. Um, he was a four-year starter at Maryland. He was a mainstay at left tackle uh, for a balanced Maryland offense. And he'd actually be the first offensive lineman, or he will be, for Maryland drafted since 2010. So those are some names as I'm getting into this and trying to figure out who's who could get connected to the Niners that I, I, th I think we need to look out for. But I'm sure it doesn't mean they're going to draft any of them. But I think there are people who are consideration. There are people they've talked to and possibly people that can end up in red and gold. So it's going to, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see how that goes and how they, and how they approach and how they attack the draft. Um, Cause it is a big draft. We talked about it at length that for them, they do have holes at right tackle. They have some holes on defense. They have some depth things that they have to hit on. The big thing why the Niners, I'm not saying this regime is going to do the same thing, but the reason why the Harbaugh Niners went to hell is because the people that Trent Baalke drafted to replace the Justin Smiths and people like that, they didn't work out. Tank Carradine didn't work out. Uh, the people they drafted to replace Anthony Davis and Mike Iopati, whose names are escaping me right now, the people they brought in, which is probably a good thing, um, they didn't work out. Carlos Hyde was okay, but he wasn't. You drafted him to replace Frank Gore, didn't work out. He was nowhere near Frank Gore. All those receivers they brought to bring in, AJ Jenkins, doesn't work out. So that's what happened there. I don't think this regime is going to repeat the same mistakes, but George Kittle is going to be 30. George Kittle's not going to play till he's 45. George Kittle's probably got, I mean, I hope he plays for five or six more years, but he's probably got in reality two or three more years left. It'd be very difficult to replace George Kittle. Very difficult. If you can only pay one of Debo Samuel or Brandon Ayuk, it's going to be very difficult to replace those guys. Very difficult. So the Niners really have these drafts, while they not, may not be sexy and they may not be, oh, we're drafting in the first or second round or we're going for this big name guy. These are huge picks. Make no mistake, huge picks if the Niners are going to keep this going. Because right now, we don't know if they have the quarterback to keep it going. They need to keep the roster in top form. So when you lose a guy like a Trent Williams, Eric Armstead isn't going to be around more than two more years. Javon Hargrave is really out of two-year contract. 
you have to pay Nick Bosa all this money, which they're going to look to do. But that's where do you see what Nick Bosa gets paid? The Niners have never given out a contract like that for a non well, I don't think for anybody. Nick Bosa will probably be the highest paid 49er of all time. I don't, I think that's pretty safe to say. So when you do that and you have guys like that, you're paying your defensive end quarterback money, you better be able to draft well and fill in in other areas. And they've done that to this point, other than a quarterback, <laughs> but we've, they've done that to this point, but can they continue to do it? That's the big question. So these are huge drafts. So even though it's going to be, well, it's Saturday afternoon and you're probably out doing whatever and you're checking your phone and like, hey, the Niners picked so-and-so in, in the fifth round. That may end up being a huge pick. That may end up being the next Drake Greenlaw. That may end up being the next George Kittle. That may end up being the next DJ Jones. They've been terrific at these picks and they have to continue to be. They mortgaged a lot to get Trey Lance, which doesn't look like it was a good mortgage. They mortgaged for Christian McCaffrey, which does look, look like it's a good mortgage. And it's fine because these next two years, you got to go for it. And I will never knock them for keeping their foot on the gas ever. I think it's the way you got to go, especially in today's NFL and especially in an NFC that is a little bit weak other than the Eagles. Could the Cowboys take the next step? Maybe there's nobody else that's really scaring me there. So in that NFC, it's there for the taking. Can they win it if they get to the Super Bowl? I don't know. We'll see. We, it's those quarterbacks in the AFC, it's a gauntlet. You're going to play one of them that's ridiculous. Probably you're going to play Mahomes or Allen or Burrow or maybe Aaron Rodgers ends up over there or maybe Justin Herbert gets it together or whatever. You're going to play one of those guys. So we'll see when that happens. But huge draft for them. Huge. And, and next year, too. These are the next two years where, where they're going to replenish the stars of today when they have to get some of these other guys to replace the people that that we've been enjoying. It's been a, it's been a phenomenal run. And I don't think it's going to fall off like the Harbaugh years did, where, yeah, 2011 was a surprise. 2012 and 2013, you just know they had the best roster, one of the best rosters in the league. And it felt like they, it was missed opportunity. And there was a bit of, there, although I'm not saying a bit of drama, there was a lot of drama in, in 2014. And they started out five and three, and then the, the wheels came off. And then after that, everything went to hell. I don't think that that's going to happen at all here. I think the Niners are, terrific in the front office. And I think they're good at talent evaluating. And I think they have a, a solid head coach who's going to be here for a long time, but that doesn't make these drafts any less important. They still have to hit on them. So we'll see what happens. And we'll see if I have any idea what the hell I'm talking about when they actually drafted by any of these people or end up on the 49ers or don't end up on the 49ers. Um, we'll see. And we'll look at the defense too, because that's where I think a lot of the holes are at edge and in safety. I think, I think there's a hole at edge. You know, I think safety, they definitely need depth there. So can that can never hurt taking a corner uh, Do they take another linebacker and they want to work to play in base and base downs or whatever. We'll see, but we'll get into that in future shows. And we have a pretty cool guest lined up. We actually have a great guest lined up next week that I'm really excited about. Um, I don't want to say too much yet, but um, it's one of the guests we've had some pretty awesome guests on the show in this um, in terms of excitement. It's right up there for me. So hopefully it all uh, comes to fruition and, and we'll be talking to him next, next Wednesday. So see how it goes. So, all right, guys, thanks for listening to me for the next half hour or for the last half hour, just kind of rambling um, and trying to sound like I know what I'm talking about with some of these college guys. So I appreciate you and I'll talk to you soon.